Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Nicole Greer, the Vibrant Coach, and I am so excited to be talking to you this morning. I am going to talk to you about the art of dialogue. As you know, at Vibrant Coaching, we're all about helping organizations and people understand that it is their inner you know, energy, their light that makes things possible inside of an organization. And one of the things I know that is so important that we learn to do is that we must learn to talk to each other. So the Art of Dialogue is not just some cute little title for a podcast, but it is about talking and conversing and communicating with style and panache and moxie. And it's important to understand that creating a tay-to-tay of value requires serious skills. So what is a tay-to-tay? Well, it's French, and it's a word that means an intimate conversation. And, you know, that is the kind of conversations that we need to have inside of our organizations. You know, today's rapid-fire environment is so fast-paced. It is so frenetic. We are just rushing from thing to thing to thing. But the individual who can enter a space, you know, whether it's in your personal life or your work life, but in particular in your work life, who can slow the pace down and create an exchange of energy that opens everyone up and opens up their neural passageways, which means starts to get them to think, uh, it's going to look like genius. And so if you want to look like a genius, you need to learn to do the art of dialogue. And it's a little countercultural, but, you know, I I kind of teach this everywhere I go. It is the rare... Uh, amazing, insightful, and obedient uh, people that I work with that can take this really wonderful tool and put it in their toolbox. And it makes you do a couple of things that are amazing, uh, real time, at work, or at home, with your family, with your coworkers. You can insist that people slow down to reflect. I mean, like, what are we doing here? I mean, we are just a bunch of people on a hamster wheel, and we need to slow down. Uh, It also helps us be very, very mindful of what we're doing and what we're pursuing. And it's a really great opportunity to give each other feedback. So it is a really, really great tool. And don't miss this. If somebody is talking, you better be listening. And so listening to each other is absolutely huge. So that's what that's what you need. You need to be given a space to air your thoughts, your creative notions, and your ideas, your opinions, and give your feedback. And you need an opportunity for somebody to listen to you in a powerful way. So if you want to get communication cooking inside of your organization, the Art of Dialogue is for you. So in this episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you awesome, awesome information from an article I found in the business Uh, Harvard Business Review. It's by a gentleman named Ron Friedman, and this article is called Diffusing an Emotionally Charged Conversation with a Colleague. And so he's kind of coming at it from this viewpoint that you have a conflict with somebody, but I'm telling you, if you don't have conflict in an organization, you've got a problem. And that sounds weird, but the bottom line is is that, you know, if there's conflict, that means there's a couple of ideas in the space and a couple of opinions about how things should be done, and it is challenging the individuals in the organization to do more and to be more amazing and to question their own thoughts. And so that can be very, very good. So when you are uh, experiencing conflict, it's really time to call dialogue into the room and have this very, very formal collaborative coaching technique. So 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain what the article says, and I'm going to introduce the art of dialogue. And my aim is to put this coaching tool in your toolbox so that we can glean the genius in your teams, we can increase trust, and we can, like, eradicate, like, drama, right? So how many of you are really tired of drama and meetings after the meeting and all sorts of things like that? So we're going to talk about that in a big way. So if, you, if you've worked in a, a business environment long enough, you know that there's going to be a difference of opinion out there. And what we want to do is we really want to harvest these difference of opinions. And so there's two different kinds of conversations we usually have. We usually have a, a one kind of conversation that's about getting something done. And so we call that kind of the task channel. And so people operate on two different levels, either a task level or they're operating on a relationship level. And occasionally these two get fused together and it can intensify things uh, in a really, really good way. We can go up the feeling scale, but like we have this task to do and we're really excited about it. And so everybody's in and they're brainstorming and we're doing the art of dialogue, the gleam of genius to move the thing forward. Or it could be that we are down the feeling scale because the way that we want to go about this particular task is not in agreement and we have a difference of opinion. So when you have this task to do, that's great as long as everybody's on the same page. But if there is an emotional disconnect, one person is up the feeling scale and one person is down the feeling scale, then we're going to have a breakdown. And so this difference of opinion can get really, really, really weird, really, really weird in the workplace, okay? So when this difference of opinion bubbles up, it's really going to take an incredible character trait. And as you know, my leadership philosophy circles all around character. Um, when you have this difference of opinion, it's going to take some serious courage great character trait, and bravery to kind of say, I think we have a difference of opinion, and I am not happy about it. I am down the feeling scale, and so I want us to have dialogue so that we can resolve it, okay? So it's just stepping back and noticing your own emotions, maybe observing the other people on your team and going, I think they're down the feeling scale, and so instead of like trying to cover it up or dealing with it or tolerating it, you would call everybody into this, this place of dialogue. So let's talk a little bit about the art of dialogue. I was introduced to the art of dialogue, and when I was introduced to the art of dialogue, uh, it was part of my coach training, and the whole purpose of it is to capture the consolidated intellect of a group of people or an organization. And so just think about this for a moment. If you're sitting around a table in a meeting and you guys are trying to put a project forward, you're going to have to realize that everybody in the room has a brain. Now, that may sound ridiculous, but I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of times I've been sitting at a table and I've been discounted, I've been told my ideas won't work, and I've never been asked a question to understand, you know, why I thought this particular uh, task uh, done in this particular way would work. And that is because whoever is running the meeting is not conscious or awake to the fact that everybody in the room has an opinion. So a lot of times it's like if we can slow down and understand what people are thinking and where they came to their conclusions, we can really, really, really harvest some great intellect. So dialogue creates and exposes the genius of the people in your organization. And so let's talk just for a moment about this idea of knowledge workers, all right? So there's a gentleman named Peter Drucker. If you've never heard of him, write it down, write it down. Peter Drucker, 
he wrote like over 60 books on management and um, he's one of my favorite guys because he did most of that work after the age of 50, okay? So those of you who think you're done and you're 50 or older, you're not done. We, we need your genius. We need all those previous 50 years experience. We need you to sit down and think, what did I learn? And then share it with us so the rest of the world can blame your genius. So anyways, Peter Drucker, he had this concept, and he called it knowledge workers. So he was, like, trying to tell you that, you know, if you're going to manage an organization or lead an organization, you need to understand that your workers have great knowledge, and it's not necessarily book smart, although they may have that too. Uh, the knowledge that they have is like just their day-to-day experience inside of this organization. Sometimes people know if things are going to work or not going to work because of a particular experience that you haven't, you know, experienced yet. So let me give you the definition from Peter Drucker. He says, knowledge workers in today's workforce are individuals who are valued for their ability to advance the overall understanding of that subject through focused analysis. So a knowledge worker sits down and does, like, analysis of what's going on. That is also why the art of dialogue is so huge. You know, you can go to meeting after meeting after meeting around a subject, and what happens is is that there's a leader who's really sold out on this, but the people around them are just kind of like, I'm going to see what he does. But the problem is the leader needs the people around the table to join him in figuring out what are we going to do. So we sit down um, during the process of putting any kind of um, strategy in place, and we do a little bit of analysis with our, our knowledge workers. So then Peter Drucker goes on to say, once they sit down and do some analysis, they design and they develop the process. They're going to use research skills to define problems and to identify alternatives which means that in between meetings, instead of just like getting a to-do list, we're going to go out and we're going to do a little bit of research and we're going to do some action research, which I'm actually going to talk about on an upcoming Blog Talk radio show, is talk about this idea of action research and how important it is uh, to do this kind of work and be conscious of the fact that you're probably already doing it, but but you don't know it. So it's a different kind of research. It's not sitting down at a computer and reading a bunch of stuff. It's about researching while you're doing work. So then you sit down, you identify alternatives, you come back to the art of dialogue, and then people in this group who are putting this strategy forward are fueled by their expertise and their insight, and they work to solve problems, and they influence the organization and set priorities and get strategies in place. And here's the deal. If you have strong knowledge workers, people who are brought to a circle, to a circle called the art of dialogue, Uh, to the circle where they are uh, uh, given an opportunity without being interrupted to give their genius, and then there is learning discovered, and there there are questions asked, okay, in this place, then we can get what this, this thing is that everybody wants, which is innovation, okay? So here's what's going on out in the world and why you must do Art of Dialogue is that at every level of the organization, we need to make sure there's clarity about what we are building and why we are building it and how we are building it and what is the value to every stakeholder involved. So right now what we're experiencing out there is there is a lot of flattening of the organization where we need to put more power in the hands of the people who touch the clients, the customers, the students, you know, the stakeholders, the churchgoers, whoever they are. And so there's a hierarchy out there but we need to turn it upside down. So there is the customer, 
the associate that serves the customer, then the leader, and then the organization as a whole. So when we do the art of dialogue, we are basically bringing everybody into a room, and instead of having a meeting, which, of course, it is a meeting, but we're going to bring them into the meeting, and then we're going to formally put the art of dialogue in place. And when we formally put the art of dialogue in place, we're going to invite the collective genius in the room. So the the key concepts are this, is that, number one, a leader can only be partially aware of how much knowledge every individual in the group holds. Because you have probably not asked enough questions. You have probably not created an environment where people get to share and open their hearts and their minds and their souls, dare I say it. And then number two, if you can just imagine, you know, like if you're sitting in a circle, getting ready to do the art of dialogue, you've got five brains, right? So imagine the power of the combination of these mini brains at work. And imagine that you can capture everything that they're thinking about the topic and that you could harvest their knowledge and that they would offer their resources and their experiences into one collective mind. So, you know, when you circle people up into the art of dialogue, you're basically asking them to put their brain out on the table, right? And and you, you as a leader must tee it up like that. You must, uh, you know, create this environment and facilitate it in a very, very powerful way. So the third thing you do is that you understand that, you know, at some level you should be putting dialogue into conversations, meetings, uh, situations where you're trying to solve problems with people all the time, making sure everybody gets a chance to share. And you must make this a disciplined habit, a very disciplined habit of putting this into your leadership box. So dialogue is a process and it is a discipline that can reshape your mental models um, and it can reshape the mental models of individuals on your team. And ultimately, it can, it can change your organization in a very, very powerful way. And that is exactly what we want to do. Now, let me tell you what dialogue is not. Dialogue is not a conversation. So conversation is what you have at a very high, high level with people. So imagine that you are at a networking event and you're talking to somebody, meeting them for the first time. You know, you're not in dialogue. Okay, now you you can be, you can be, if you have a great connection with somebody, you can move into dialogue relatively easily, and you might want to do that because that's that's probably how you're going to really make some great connections, but with conversation, it's like, hi, what's your name? You share your name, and what do you do, and how did, why did you come today? And it's very, very high level. There's not a lot of emotional uh, energy. So again, back to the article uh, that we we have today from the Harvest Business Review. He again says there's a task channel and a relationship channel, and the task channel is you know I am networking right now, okay. But when you go to the networking event, you want to move it from task to relationship. So you got to go deeper. So a conversation is not going to cut it. You're going to have to move it to dialogue. All right, now dialogue is all not a discussion. And I think a lot of the meetings that we have, when I observe different organizations that I work with, they are having discussions. And this is when we say we're going to have a meeting about X, right? So everybody thinks about X ahead of time. And they gather up all their beliefs and their opinions and their ideas, which is good. That is very good. Uh, But then their attitude or their approach it's not like, I can't wait to hear everybody else's ideas, beliefs, and opinions and, and everything. No, no, no. It's like, I'm going to go in here, and I am going to persuade, defend, or win uh, this entire situation. That is what I am going to do. 
And so that's a real problem because we're we're on the same team, people. We're on the same team. And so we do not want to go in to win. We want to go in to learn. Okay, so a little bunny trail here. Uh, we want to be a learning organization. We want to be an organization where the key core value is we learn. We learn how to do stuff like marketing, branding, sales, making money, uh, you know, serving the public, providing the gospel, whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, you have to constantly be learning about it. And so you cannot go into uh, any kind of meeting hoping to win. you got to go in hoping to learn, and that is what the art of dialogue does. Now, you are going to need some serious skills in order to do the art of dialogue. You're going to need to be a good listener. You're going to have to be seriously curious, and I will tell you, uh, curiosity has been um, probably, you know, beaten out of you. <laughs> That's a little strong, but I'm telling you, uh, when we were little and we asked why, 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 some adults said to us, because I said so. And I'm telling you that is still going on. Even as an adult, you ask a lot of questions, people get irritated, and you get spanked, uh, and, you know, not not literally but figuratively, and you stop asking questions. You're like, whatever, I'll just do whatever he says or she says, and that is a problem. Uh, because it beats the curiosity right out of us. Okay, number three is self-management. It is so, so important to practice self-management, and that means that I need to control that emotional side that the article was talking about, you know, where I'm up the feeling scale or down the feeling scale. I need to learn to be more neutral. I need to be more open. I need to be thoughtful, and that is self-management. Now, when we're doing dialogue, we're trying to reach the core of an issue. We're trying to, like, pull away all the periphery and say, what are we trying to do? What is the highest and best way to get there? And what strategies, techniques, what resources do we have? We're trying to reach the core and really tease things apart to see how we're doing. Now, number five on our dialogue skills is when you're done doing dialogue, when the actual process is done, we want to make a public declaration of the results. So let's say that I have five people in the room. I pose a powerful question in the middle that re- that revolves and resonates with our particular strategy, system, smart, what we're doing in our organization. At the end of the dialogue, we're going to have everybody say, this is what I just learned. Because the number one thing we want, I just said a minute ago, is learning, is learning. And so we make a public declaration of the results. Finally, we're going to commit publicly to specific results that we are going to bring. So after you've gleaned the genius, everybody declares what they learned, and we have a greater, higher level of understanding about the particular strategy system or smart we're going to put in place. Now everybody's going to say, well, this is what I'm going to do. And nobody leaves this group without a to-do. All right, so here are the dialogue rules. The dialogue rules are these. It's number one, everyone gets a turn to share. So what it's going to look like is you're going to uh, put everybody into a circle, and when you put them, and there will be nothing in between them. Like when you do this, um, it's a little kumbaya, but you'll get used to it. But the reason why we do a little kumbaya is because we're going to put you into a circle, and you're not going to have a table between you and the other person. This creates vulnerability. And vulnerability is really, really essential to truth-telling, really, really essential to honesty, to candor, uh, to, you know, pulling the icky stuff out of, or you know, situations. So, again, back to our article, 
um, from the Harvest Business Review by Ron Friedman. You know, he says, uh, you know, suppose you are working together on a project along the way. We have a different opinion about our next steps. You know, he says, you've got to put a process in place that helps you diffuse this, and you're going to have to take that risk. And you're going to have to put them into a situation where they are not disrespecting each other. Now, there's a lot of ways that you can disrespect people. You can, you know, not contribute. I mean, have you ever sat around a table and there's a person in the room and they're not contributing? And it's like, wait, I pay them. They're on the, they're on the payroll. And they are not paying. And so you've got to pull them into the process, right? So uh, this vulnerability, as uh, Ron says in his article, is about partnership, the acknowledgement, respect, and legitimizing people and their roles and their contributions. So this is so important. So you pull them into the circle, and then the rule is people can speak or pass the choice is yours. They listen to the person without interrupting or probing, and they respect all comments, suspend judgment, and share time equally. So those are the rules of dialogue. Now, here, here's the bottom line. Dialogue bolsters sharing, collaboration, feedback, and trust. So here's what I want you to know. If you want a document that I have called The Art of Dialogue, I'll send it to you. If you uh, want the article I have from the Harvest Business Review, email me and I'll send it to you. And here's what we're going to do inside your organization. We're going to build trust. And trust is the confidence among the organization's members that their peers' intentions are good. Don't miss that. Okay? You know, the people on your team and at your work, they all need a paycheck on Friday. And so they want things to go well. And, and, you know, even though they might be a curmudgeon or quiet or, you know, overstated and loud and obnoxious, at the end of the day, everybody does want to be part of a successful team. And there's no reason to be protective or careful around this group of people. You've got to do dialogue. So in essence, members must get comfortable being vulnerable with one another. And if your organization needs trust, the bottom line is you must do dialogue. So... I am hoping that you got a lot out of that. That is a collaborative coaching process called the Art of Dialogue. You sit in a circle, give everybody a chance to share. You share time equally. You facilitate it like it is a formal process, and you manage yourself. You're seriously curious. You put a powerful question in the middle, and you glean the genius. All right, so if you need more information about this or you want me to come work with your team or one of my vibrant coaches to come work with your team, simply reach out to us at www vibrantcoaching.com. Listen, have a vibrant weekend. Hurry 